he knew and I knew we needed help because my friends were dying, you know. The people uh, I I called friends back home were dying off because of their their drinking. Good day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today we'll hear more from Norman Head, a Cree elder from Shoal Lake, Saskatchewan. We pick up where Norman left off as he shares about his fierce battle with alcohol and how God delivered him. My my friends, uh, so-called friends, uh, were drinking, and that's the only way that I can I can solve my you know my problem of being sorry for myself. The guys back home you know, that I partied with, I started seeing them seeing them die die off. Even the younger ones, younger than me, have died and, and not knowing the Lord, uh, it, it, you know, it grieves me very much, you know. From then on, I, I really started looking at my life. Everything was always, it was always drinking alcohol and that was my life. Anyway, uh, her and I, my new partner, we moved to, to PA. Uh, well, she moved first, uh, she, she moved our kids. We started having kids. Uh, they moved to, to Prince Albert. And I stayed back in the reserve, uh, cause I had, I had a job as an economic development officer, but that kind of life still went on. I was always drinking, huh? but from there on, you know, uh, I followed them. Uh, there was no, there was no life for me back in the reserve, and the alcohol drinking still was still going on with me. Her, she she went back to school. She she took classes at the university and and was trying to change for the better see she was anyway and I was still drinking. Anyway we we found this church in the West Flat and it's called a New Life Indian Alliance Fellowship and we started going there and, and I knew we needed help. She knew and I knew we needed help because my friends were dying, you know. The people uh, I I called friends back home were dying off because of their their drinking. I needed to change my life and we found a church and uh, the people there uh it it was different, you know. It was a different kind of, uh, these people really care, you know, cared for us. And I found that different, so different, you know. 
I went to university in, in Saskatoon. I lived there for a while. And during that time, uh, they lost me. My family, my wife lost me that time. When that happened, my mother was still alive. And they all went looking for me, my two of my brothers, my mom, my wife, and my sister. They found me walking around the streets with people that I don't even know. You know, I was, these, these are my party buddies from Saskatoon. And I was still under that influence when they, when they went and found me. And I think it was my sister that brought me to the Lord, uh, Betsy. Her name's Betsy. The one I told you about earlier that, uh, you know, that we went to our grandmothers. Uh, anyway, uh, we did a sinner's prayer and he brought, she brought me to the, to the Lord. And that's the first time I experienced somebody really leading me to the Lord. They took me home. My brother took me home. And I lived at, at my brother's there for a while. He's a pastor. And, and that's when they prayed for me, you know. But I distinctly remember my sister leading me to the Lord. Jesus died for us, for all of us. God sent his son. Uh, it says in, in John 3.16, everybody knows that uh, God so loved the world that he gave his own begotten son, that he died on the cross for us, and he died for us to have everlasting life. And I believe that. Today, I believe that. You know, Jesus is always there for us. No matter what we go through, we lose a loved one. He's there. Jesus died for us. That he loved us, you know. He showed us love. His love. And it's, in, and because he left us, he wants us to do the same thing that he did. We are his disciples. We serve a God. We, we serve him. Every day of our life, we never forget that he's there for us and what, the, what he did for us. All my past sins are forgiven. And, and from there on, that's, that's where I learned that the Lord was here, was sent here to do that for us. I, I always ba- fall back on that because because he's there, you know. I can't do anything. I can't solve any problem that I have on my own. I need him. I put my problems on him and him alone. Not my stupid pride from the, from the past. We joined the church. Our pastor was, uh, Steve, uh, Brewer at that time, he's from, uh, Beardies before that, but he, he moved to Prince Albert and he was our, our pastor at the time that I decided to join, join this church and, but all this drinking 
it was still there. That temptation was still there. And I kept what they call backsliding. I did that a lot of times. Uh, many times. Too numerous to, to bring up. Looking the way my friends, so-called friends back home, they were dying, dying off. And, and I became at that age that I can die like that too. And that made me smart enough. Anyway, uh, I had a stroke. It was one of these, these moments that I really, really needed prayer. And those people at the church prayed for me. At my church there in the West Flat, uh, they prayed for me for my recovery. I had a stroke. I, I lost control over my right side. Everything went. Uh, I had to take therapy, and it was as if God. Well, I know it was God. God was telling me something to. Uh, to get a hold of my life, change my whole life, really change, really, really, really become a, a leader in the church. And this kind of life, I, you know, I thought about it, prayed about it, and people were praying to me about it. My life had to change. And again, you know, after that stroke, when when I started recovering, again I backslid a couple, of, uh, maybe more than t- twice. Uh, I got this residence of school money, and I really partied it up. I bought a truck, and I just about ran into over my my drinking buddy, one of the ones that are still alive today. Anyway, I, I just about backed into him. My wife was telling me, I was drunk at the time and I was driving. My wife, only my wife knew. My wife didn't drink that time. She told me that I just about killed this guy and back, back, I thought you killed him. He said, because I heard a bang. But it wasn't that guy. I didn't run into him. I ran into a tree. And he was under the truck. And that really, that part really, really made me think. And that's when, that's when I decided, this is it. This has got to be it. So ever since that time, I decided it was time for me to quit everything. This, this habit, the bad habit of drinking alcohol and Drinking myself senseless, uh, not knowing what I'm doing. Three years ago, during that time, I thought about it and, and I prayed about it and people prayed with me. I went to the Lord and asked Him. I asked my Lord and Savior, this is it. I, I need to quit whatever I'm doing before I kill myself or somebody else. I thought I prayed about it and and that's what I did. I I totally quit. I totally quit 
abusing alcohol and abusing my life and letting, letting it go to waste. I want people to know that uh, this is the only way. This is the only way. That the Lord is the only way. He's our strength. People that are listening to me, I strongly urge you to come to your senses and to believe what I, I have just testified on and to know that there is a God that loves you all no matter what you've done in life. It's true, my friend. God loves you and He wants to save you from your sin. Not just from its penalty, but also its power over you. If you're a regular listener of The Storyteller, you've heard from many different people who've experienced the forgiveness and freedom that Norman was talking about today. But what about you? Have you humbled yourself before God and placed your trust in Jesus Christ? He's the only one who can save you. He's the only one who can truly set you free. He tells us in the Gospel of John, If the Son therefore shall make you free... You shall be free indeed. My friend, is that your story? It can be. If you would like to know more about how you can be set free, visit our website, withoutreservation.com, and click on the tab, New Life. Or download the Storyteller radio app and choose Hope. Do you enjoy the Storyteller? Tell us about it. We'd love to hear from you. Our mailing address is The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our email address is storyteller at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, there are more amazing stories to tell, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.